Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Yes, yes. Joined by the better half, Joe, from the Park Footy Pod. Once again, as I said to you guys yesterday, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, on a Monday. More so uh, a weekend review, a little bit longer detail than what we put out on a Sunday. But uh, we're going to tell this one um, basically what, what we should have learned from, from the round just gone by. Uh, Joe and I both have five topics to talk about. Um, but we'll kick off with the injuries. And there was a long list of injuries this week, wasn't there, Joe? Oh, mate, the huge list of injuries and so many guns in that list as well. Um, there's going to be a lot of changes from many super coaches out there this week. Just just off the top of my head, mate, Brett Morris, uh, unfortunately, looks to play his last game of, of rep footy. Um, one of the all-time great wingers, in my opinion, the greatest winger we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a tragedy for him. Lindsay Collins, another injury for him, setback. Jackson Paulo with a fractured um, scaffold with uh, six to eight weeks out. Corey Thompson, six to eight weeks out. Zach Lomax, four to six. Adam Reynolds, four to six. Campbell Graham, four to six. It just piles up that we've got more for Cody Ramsey, Blake Green, Nathan Brown, uh, Kurt Capewell as well. So there's just a an absolute plethora of injuries this week. And a lot of those names are, are pretty super coach relevant. Kurt Capewell won Zach Lomax for the poor people like myself. Uh, Cam Murray was looking the goods as well. Uh, Corey Thompson, a lot of people would have brought him in this week too. So plenty of injuries to, to navigate. But um, I thought we'd, we'd touch on the, the things we learned from the round eight just gone by. And the first thing for me, mate, Sam Walker uh, has to be a long-term keeper, doesn't he? And if you don't have him, you're definitely not worried about the cash at this point. Are you? you just you pull the team apart to get Sam Walker in for that long haul? Oh, definitely. And that's it. Like, he's still got a lot of cash to make there. Uh, you look at the way he plays, he's definitely the the point of attack at the moment. Uh, once Teddy comes back in as well, those try assists will continue. I don't think he's ever got, he's going to see five a game or anything like that, but he's still going to continue to get you at least two a game, I'd say. Uh, but Sammy Walker, I'm so glad I jumped on him early and made as much cash as I did, but I think he's almost a lock for the rest of your season. Five try assists, mate, for an 18-year-old. Absolutely um, scintillating stuff. Yeah, I jumped on early as well. It was the week that Cleary had the HIA concern and was ruled out uh, last minute. And I needed um, a half because I had Ash Taylor as well. And, and sure as shit, he went down injured. And I picked up Sam Walker a week early. I think he scored 80-odd, uh, and then 80-odd the week after. And then, and then he came back down to earth again against the Storm in that tough game. But since then, mate, um, it's going strength to strength. And like I said, it, it's very frightening that he's only 18 years old and, and dominating the NRL so much. What is one thing that I guess you took away from the round just gone by? Uh, for me, mate, one of the things that I'm definitely going to be looking into is Benji, if he's worth a look or not. Uh, obviously, the Rabbitohs, we just went through that injury list there. The Rabbitohs were decimated this week. Um, we obviously know Latrell's already uh, already out, but we see Cam Murray going out. Uh, Adam Reynolds is going to be out for at least four weeks there as well. Um, so there's just going to be a ton of points there to be picked up by somebody else. I think Cody Walker's worth a look as well, but Benji is definitely the one that uh, I'm going to be looking at over the next couple of weeks. 
as someone like myself that owns Dane Gagai, it's, it's always a tough watch for him week in, week out. And it seems like the base is going down and down and we're relying more and more on that attacking stats. But with uh, Campbell Graham down, Jackson Paulo out, Adam Reynolds out, the right side of the field is decimated. So uh, not a bad time to hold on to Alex Johnson, Cody Walker, Latrell when he comes back, Dane Gagai, that left side should be humming, don't you reckon? Oh, absolutely. And that's it. I think now that Cody Walker is going to be not, not that he's not the main main point of attack in that team anyways, but the fact is when you lose somebody like a Latrell uh, and an Adam Reynolds, everything's going to fall on Cody Walker. So I think uh, Cody Walker owners are going to be sitting there rubbing their hands over the next couple of weeks. Now we talk about injuries being the killer of super coach teams, but sometimes coaches can be uh, just as crucial. And, and we saw this week, Ricky Stewart, um, is it fair to say that he's lost the plot with the, uh, with the new super coach killer tag? Oh, mate, if you ask some of his players' uh, wives, they'll tell you that he's lost the plot. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw some of those social media outbursts over the weekend, but uh, something's got to give there at the Raiders. It's clear that there's a few uh, unhappy campers in that side. No, there's obviously a lot going on behind closed doors and um, just playing starters and, and quality forwards for very limited minutes. And uh, I guess the first one that comes to mind is Ryan James, um, as someone that played him myself. And he got the start. We had George Williams ruled out, so Elliot Whitehead moved into into the halves, Hudson Young to the back row. There was a another position on the bench there opened up. You'd think that Ricky would share the minutes around a bit more than he did, but it looked like Ryan James played about 25 minutes to start the game and and came on for a very limited stint at the back end of the first half. Uh, uh, Soliola played very little minutes. Havili, um, Joe Tarpany, obviously his wife uh, was very, very outspoken about his usage on the weekend. Do you think Ricky Stewart, his aura of the game is, is clouding his true coaching ability or, or do you think we're overreacting? But... It's, it's just hard to look at his coaching career and, and not look at all the, um, the, the clouds that he's left over clubs that have left. Do you think we, we give Ricky a little bit too much credit? Ricky's the epitome of somebody who he gets absolutely destroyed in the media if things are going bad, but then prays to you know, in, to the absolute heavens if, he's, if Raiders are going out there and killing it. And it seems to be the same sort of story here with the Raiders. I think losing uh, Nickel Clockstab was a, a massive thing for the Raiders and bringing in Caleb Aiken. I think, yeah, f- mate, we, we spoke on Caleb Aiken as well. I think they've lost a lot of attack there. The forwards shuffling around. That's a reason why I didn't bring Ryan James into my side this year. It was just there's, there's nothing to tell you that those forwards aren't going to swap every week. And that's what we've seen week in, week out. I think uh, Harry Weir and I are coming back into the side spells bad things for Ryan James as well. But, you mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this week. Ryan James has, what, 21 minutes last week. They get absolutely flattened. Does he come out and he gets more minutes this week? Does he see the same? You're just not sure. And, uh, yeah, Ricky's definitely on the hot seat there. I think the thing with the Raiders is they're just dropping. Like, they're, they're competing that first half. Like, the last couple of weeks, they've been the better side in the first half and then dropping off off the face of the earth in the second. And, and Ricky just looks like he's running his forwards into the ground. So maybe we see some more rotation. Maybe not. Who knows? But I, I had a message from a follower um, saying that I should lay off Ricky Stewart because he, he deserves so much more respect. But I think that's a crock of crap. I don't really care about what you've done in the game. I, I think it's all about what you do now. And um, hiding behind a reputation, I think, is only a recipe for disaster for Ricky and, and the Raiders. And I think they're, they're really struggling this year. Uh, Tom Starling looks to be um, the hooker of the future there. So what happens with George Hodgson? But uh, that's why we're not head coaches, mate. That's why we're not paid the big bucks. But um, yeah, we'll kick on with the next talking point. What did, um, I guess, what else did you take away from the round gone by? Uh, next one for me, mate. I went to this game, but Corey Thompson getting that big injury, uh, looking for, at six to eight weeks. Obviously, a player that I brought into my side, and I know that I'm not alone on that one. I know a lot of players did bring in uh, Corey Thompson last week. He was at about 600K. Uh, he goes out there, gives you 23, and drops about 30K uh, over the weekend. So, yeah, just really, really tough for uh, Corey Thompson owners. And where to? I mean, that's two burnt trades now just for that one player and to lose a bit of cash. Uh, sure, it frees up a lot of cash, and you'll probably be able to bring in another gun, but uh, very, very disappointing. Mate, I wasn't the only one that brought in a center wing this week and that I that, uh, got injured and I was pretty pretty vocal about that. But 
One man that we probably could look to bring in, the, the Cardi Party. Is he officially back with his injury to Nathan Brown? Oh, mate, the Cardi Party. What do you say? Like, I mean, to be fair, he has versus the Broncos and the Bulldogs in the last two weeks. And I reckon you and I could probably go out there and do some of the stuff Bryce did against those two sides. But, mate, he just looks comfortable again. He looks how he did in the under-20s, how he did in that first season with Penrith. He's not pressing things. Like, he's not going out there and uh, trying to make things happen. He's just letting it come to him. And that's when you see the best Bryce Cartwright. When things come to him and he just uses his ability uh, and he does eyes up football, uh, it's just brilliant. And obviously, Nathan Brown out for one to three weeks. We know Maddo came back last week and came off the bench. So it's going to be interesting to see that forward rotation. We know uh, your man Papali is definitely not going to be taken out of that side. Just continues to kill it. Oh, mate, it, it, he continues to kill it. And he continues to kill me uh, every week. I say, let's just hold off. Let's just hold off. Let's just hold off. But each week he, he keeps producing and keeps getting huge scores. And his price now is 750K. And I think at the start of the season, he was 409. So um, yeah, look, unfortunately for me, I'm just not going to be able to spend the cash on, on him. Um, probably looking at someone like a, like a, a Tohu Harris, but uh, Papa Lee, he's uh, he's going to play Origin. Or he's going to play through Origin. He's going to be a focal part of that Parramatta attack, and he continues to kill it. But yeah, Bryce Cartwright, mate, uh, it's just fantastic to see him back playing good footy. Bit of a laughing stock for the last five years or so, but I think it's becoming a feel good story. And um, I think any neutral footy fan does want to see Cardi play his best footy, and that's exactly what Parramatta are getting out of him. Um, they paid very little for him. The risk was very very low, and uh, they seem to be reaping the rewards in the first couple of weeks. And speaking of uh, Parramatta, the next touching point I want to uh, touch on is uh, Gutherson. Obviously, Gutho's gone out there and just killed it the last couple of weeks. Again, not against the toughest competition, but the fact is uh, he's not going to be playing Origin this year, I don't think. We've seen Joey Johns come out and say that uh, the New South Wales made a mistake last year by putting Gutho in the centres. It's nothing against Gutho. It was just uh, the hand he was given. He was put in that position. But uh, for Supercoach owners, Gutherson, if he's going to be playing over that Origin period and he's putting up the numbers he is at the moment, um, I'd say he's almost a must. Obviously, we have Latrell out. Teddy's not performing. Uh, but yeah, Gutho, definitely worth a look in my opinion. The only thing with Gutho that I'm worried about, and like, yeah, the, the draw the last couple of weeks has been fantastic. The, the Sharks, the Tigers, the Dragons, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Bulldogs. After that, though, he goes, the Roosters, the Warriors, Manly, South, Newcastle. Now, not the easiest run of games. After that, it does free up a little bit as well before the bye. But I guess that that is what deterred me from picking up Gutho this week. He, he was looking at it was someone I was looking at to pick up the, in the week gone by, but I just thought that draw coming up and, and the way Turbo has his draw set up, I much like his. But yeah, look, I thought Gutho would have a quiet game. I thought the, the Bulldogs would be able to sort of control Parramatta a little bit. I didn't think they'd get the win, but I thought they'd put up a bit more of a fight than thirty two ten suggested. But yeah, Gutho continues just to to be one of the best effort players in the comp week in week out. And uh, if you picked him up for Supercoach, you're definitely reaping the rewards. Another one that is one of these risky picks that we reap the rewards of now, TPJ. Uh, is he the best dual position forward in Supercoach going around now? He's definitely going to be right up there. Uh, the only thing I worry about TPJ is he's got the Jack Hetherington effect. Uh, you never know if he's going to go out there and be in a very cranky mood and do something silly and get himself put on the sideline. But outside of that, mate, um, and the fact he hasn't looked like that this year, he's gone out there and while he's been aggressive, he's been very contained as well. Um, Broncos seem to be on a bit of an up at the moment. Uh, obviously, Tyson Gamble coming in last week. The Broncos looked very impressive there. And I think TPJ is going to see some more ball. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely be looking at what I add him to bring into my side for sure. Yeah, one, one of the better buys I've had this year. Look, he averaged 70 last year. He's averaged um, over that this year. And the issue was always was him staying on the field. But it looks like Kevin Walters has managed to, to nurture him and, and let him play with that aggression. But it's, it's more controlled aggression. And I guess if we were ever going to see him blow up, it would have been this week against Fafita. But he did a great job of containing him. And um, yeah, the ability to play him in your 2RF or your, or your front row forward, I think, is, is going to be gold moving forward. He does play the buy round. He's not going to be playing Origin. So um, definitely like TPJ moving forward. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, he's a very, very scary man. And yeah, he contained Fafita. That's the best way to put it. He contained him all night. I went to that game after, what, 20 minutes or so, 15 minutes. Uh, Gold Coast, I was sitting right next to the Gold Coast away supporter bay and, mate, they were going ballistic. And for the rest of the game, they were very, very quiet. And old Fafita had a, a bit of a shocker in that first half, didn't he? Mate, I had three or four memes ready after about 20 minutes and um, quickly had to delete them. Otherwise, I would look like even more of a mug than what I did. Uh, what else did you take away from round eight, Joe? Uh, another one that I've been looking at and something I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks and just a few questions that I've received from a few of my mates is uh, the downside to too many cash cows. Uh, we obviously know everyone's a sucker for a cash cow. You can bring somebody in that's you know in 180K, you know he's going to make you a ton of money, but there is a downside to having too many in your team, in my opinion. Um, and I think we're getting to that point of the year where we're going to start seeing that with a few sides. Uh, obviously, Condon this weekend only had 23, uh, but if you have him, you have somebody like a Sammy Walker, a Schuster. Sammy Walker and Schuster, they're, they're keepers and they're the kind of cash cows that you want. But when you are looking at somebody uh, like a Condon, you know that he's only got a limited amount of time. And uh, the fact is that's another trade you've got to burn. So I think you've got to be very careful with the, the players that you do bring in um, and the, the cash cows that you do bring in throughout the season because you don't want to have too many and then be stuck with them. Yeah, as, as much as it's nice to generate cash, if you look at your your side, you've got uh, Spencer Lenny, you've got Jake Simpkin, you've got Ryan James, uh, Ben Condon, um, Jackson Topine, Bailey Simonson, all on your bench, Jason Saab, another one, all these guys that, that haven't really sparked on it's it's more trades that you have to burn. Like, especially if you're someone like myself who's been crippled with injury, it's just weeks and weeks and weeks that they pile into your team and makes it harder and harder to have the end goal of having 18, 19 blokes in your team. Uh, you could be stuck running these guys because you're, you're too busy fixing up injuries. But look, I feel I feel pretty good about Condon. Um, I feel pretty vindicated. I've said that he is a pretty poor supercoach player uh, in weeks gone by and has been propped up by tries. And a lot of people um, were upset of, of, with his output on the weekend. But I think it was a long time coming. Um, the bloke doesn't have a fantastic motor on him and, and did rely on those tries. I guess one, one person that isn't on our list of talking about here, but I'll quickly throw it to you, um, Josh Curran. Now, um, had some attacking stats on the weekend, but still pumped out 50 or so in base. Is Do you think it's uh, too late to pick him up? Or, or are you worried about the the presence of Eli Katoa and, and guys like Ben Murdoch, Masilla and, and Sirenen? Or, or do you think that Curran's going to hold the spot and he's still worth picking up um, rather than that in that cheapy price bracket? See, Curran's one, again, this is half the reason why I even brought this up as a point is because I've had a few people message me about Curran over the last couple of weeks. And whilst he is doing, yeah, he has a good base there. He's made a bit of money. Again, if you have brought in a lot of these cheapies already and you're looking to bring in another one, again, it's a bit of a risk. Warriors have got so many good forwards there. You've got some players that are going to come back. Uh, I can't imagine somebody like a Bailey Sirenen is going to be riding the bench like he has been majority of this season. Uh, so for me, I just, I just worry about his job security there. I imagine if the Warriors have a few losses in a row, he's one of those players that they'll look at to either drop back to the bench or take him out completely um so for me i'd probably miss him i think you've, you've probably missed the window to make as much cash as you could he probably still does have a bit of cash in him but yeah for me i'd probably give him a miss to be honest um how about you yeah if you picked him up and played him um i think it's, it's been a great purchase but um yeah i think you're falling into the category now if you're paying over 300 350 for him 
It's just, it's just a question of, of if he's going to hold that spot. There's talks that they like him, but like you said, the Siren on the bench, Eli Katoa in reserve grade, don't know how long these guys are going to hang around there for. Uh, and if a couple of losses pile up, we know Nathan Brown can definitely get the chop. As for as for hookers, mate, a pretty crucial position this year. We've got um, Jaden Bow locked down, one of these cash cows that's turned into a keeper. But we've also got the presence of Jake Simkin and guys like that. People might be still holding um, Jacob Little. So it's a case of what to do with the other position. Damien Cook hasn't fired. Happy Coruscant is as influential for the Panthers as he is. He doesn't have the the friendliest super coach game week in, week out. Can be a bit hit and miss. But after four games, mate, Harry Grant, um, definitely not hit and miss. And he's the spark in this storm attack and, and really getting them on the front foot and uh, finally started on the weekend and, and absolutely tore, uh, tore the opposition apart. So for me, he's a, a must-have going forward, but it's just a case of when to get him. Would you be bringing Harry Grant in before Origin ends? As, as good as he is, do you think we can just hold that spot with someone like a Simkin over the Origin period, or, or do you want to say stuff that and get Grant in now? It completely depends on who your other hooker is. Like for me, I've got Reed Marnie and I know that if Harry Grant's going to be playing origin, uh, you know, and Reed's going to be playing week in, week out. So for me, I'm, I'm looking at Harry Grant. Definitely. He was something I, someone I looked at the start of the season. Obviously there was a bit of confusion about him and Brendan Smith and what the minutes were going to be doing there. But since he's come back, uh, he's been eased back in there, even off the bench, he's been absolutely killing it. And the fact is, like you said, all the other guns, like your Appy Coruscant, uh, your Damian Cook, there's just too many uh, inconsistencies in their game. And, uh, for, for Appy Coruscant, for example, uh, Ivan Cleary is not afraid to put Tyra May on there and give Appy a bit of a rest. And uh, yeah, look, I, I look at Harry Grant and he's one of those surefire players. I think if you've still got somebody like a Jaden Braley, whilst he's still probably going to make you a bit of cash and he's a very solid option, uh, it's a pretty easy upgrade from him to Harry Grant. And I think it's a massive one. So uh, if you do have a spare trade and you are looking to uh, upgrade your hooker position, I think a Braley to a Harry Grant makes all the sense in the world. I'd definitely be waiting on the Braley trade personally because he's, he is going to play round 13 and he, and he is putting out sixes week in, week out. So you'll take that. But I think the worst thing for super coaches is the fact that Grant was eased back in and we thought, sweet, he's going to get a couple of 30s and he's going to drop in price. But there was no easing back for his workload. He, he went straight in, played reduced minutes, but but that seemed to have only spurred him on. As for someone like a Braley, man, he's, he's averaging 72 this year. So I think we can wait on on him for the, for the trade until after Origin. I think Braley slash Marnie and Grant will probably be the combo to run home. You just have to pick out of, out of the first two as to who you want to run. Um, you're, you're paying a premium fee for, for Reed Money if you don't have him now. Uh, one more thing that I'll throw you under the bus quickly for. Uh, Jason Tamalolo, is his super coach relevance done? Uh, look, I'm, I'm not big on Jason Tamalolo. There's, there's, it's clear that there's a rift between him and uh, Toddy Payton. Obviously, the game's changed a lot and uh, it's really moved away from having your sort of front row forward in that lock position to somebody who's a bit more skilled, a little bit more agile. Like you, you're seeing halves even be put into, into the lock position these days. So um, while I still think Tamalolo is a fantastic player, I think he's incredibly influential for his side. I just look at his super coach relevance. And like you said, the mix between uh, Todd Payton, like the, the relationship with Todd Payton, the inconsistencies in his game, I just wouldn't bring him in. I think there's too many good second rollers that you can choose from as well. Um, and y- you might find that ta- uh, Tom Lalu's price is just going to keep dropping. If he gets to a certain point where you look at his price and you've never seen it at that price, maybe he's worth a look. But at the moment, I'd be steering clear. If, he, if The way he's playing, he's going to get down to 380, 390. But I, I even I wouldn't be picking him up at that price if his output isn't going to continue to to go up. It's just I'm not I'm, I'm not following the 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 change. If the wheel isn't broke, don't fix it. And Tamalolo, as much as he wasn't getting wins for for his club, I don't think that was down to him. I think that was down to to the players around him. But 
as you said, mate, like Ryan Madison's another one. If he's going to ride the bench, uh, we could look at picking him up later in the season when he gets to start. But it's interesting to see how coaches are managing these players week in, week out. But as you touched on, mate, there's plenty of other second row options. TPJ, Tohu Harris, Angus Crichton, who had a bounce back week this week. Uh, Mitch Barnett continues to put out 60s or so without the goal kicking. So, um, yeah, there's there's plenty of other options. I think you've got one more talking point to, to talk about this week, mate. Yeah, one more for you here. Uh, obviously, we were talking about the Rabbitohs and their injuries just before, but how about the Roosters? Uh, mate, absolutely destroyed on the weekend there with injuries. Went out there. I think they scored a try when they had 11 players on the field against Newcastle. Newcastle didn't score against, against them. And it goes to show what the club is and what they bring and uh, every player knows their role. But with so many injuries, obviously Brett Morris out, Lindsay Collins, two massive injuries. I'm sure there's a lot of super coach owners out there that, that had those two players as well. Uh, we're going to see somebody like a, a Joseph Swali come in. And uh, what, what does it mean for the Roosters? And what does it mean for these young players coming through? And who do you think out of those young players uh, is worth a look? I think from everything I've heard, I don't think Swali gets a start anytime soon. I think you've still got Matty Cavallo there. Um, you can shift um, someone else out. Like you put Mac Iqbal in the wing. So not too sure if, if Sawali is a viable option. Like everything I've heard from Trent Robertson, he's happy to keep him in reserve grade and keep developing him. So he's much more of a raw talent than a Sam Walker, but uh, Adam Kieran comes back as well in, in coming weeks. That's going to help the rotation. Uh, ben Marshy just hasn't really been uh, good enough. Sam Verrills is still being eased back in. Victor Radley is obviously still being eased back in. Um, Takiaho had the rib injury and, and, and is being eased back into a workload. So there is big, big issues at the Roosters, but if there's one coach to, to bring the best out of them, it's Trent Robinson. Mate, I very much thank you for, for coming on once again. Um, we'll, we'll do this every Monday, every Wednesday. You'll come back on and we'll, we'll discuss the week ahead and the, the fallout from Team Lachew, then all these injuries. But, um, mate, give, give the page a plug. I know that uh, everything's back up and running now. Yeah, so we're back at the uh, at Park Footy Pod on Instagram. Uh, Ethan and I are going to try to get a few podcasts out here and there. If you and I are going to be doing two a week, I'd say I'll probably only do one on there a week. Um, just talking everything footy rather than super coach related, just a bit more uh, hands-on about the game, some of the rules that we're looking at, bits and pieces. Um, so if yeah, you want to check that out, jump over to the Instagram page and check us out on Spotify and uh, iTunes as well under the same name. And just before we go, mate, we can't escape the, um, the red arrows and the rankings this week. You're doing much better than me, but... Uh, I know that you've fallen just outside the top 1K. Yeah, finally fallen out to, uh, outside of the top 1K. I think I was at about 380 at my top, which was only about three or four weeks ago. And it's been a very, very steady decline since then. I'm at 1,139 going down 255 ranks this week. Mate, if I took out uh, the last number of my rank, I'd just be outside the top 1K too. But unfortunately for me, um, as I've touched on plenty of times, and it's going to be my calling card, injuries every week have absolutely ruined me. I uh, only scored a 1178 this week and saw a red arrow down outside the top 10K for the first time in, I would say, four or five years I've been outside the top 10K. So uh, Murphy's Law dictates the minute that I start a page is when everything goes wrong. I remember making calls like Captain Bronson Jerry two years ago when he scored 140. I captained Tyson Frizzell when he scored 160-odd last year. So it just seems like everything I'm touching this year turns to dust and we'll discuss our trades on Wednesday, but I think the biggest advice is for everyone to stay away from whoever I'm ringing this week because it just seems to be the injury crisis for the eyes and who's. But we'll, we'll long live and prosper. We'll move forward. Thank you very much, Joe, for coming on. And uh, yeah, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That's all, folks.